Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Wolt, and we are here for another Coffee Smarter session with the very, very busy Siri Simran Kalsa, the director of coffee from Lofty Coffee Company. It is late on Thursday, and my voice is shot, but because I love coffee and I care about you, the audience, we're doing this. Also, by this, I mean this introduction because I already recorded the part with Siri. For today's episode of Coffee Smarter, I asked her a few open-ended questions about coffee trends and trends in roasting machinery that she handles with aplomb. I want to thank Jeff from the internet for sending in a question about dark roast. When you guys are sending me the questions, it does make my job a lot easier, because all I have to do is ask. Before we get to the show today, I want to take a moment to recognize the reckoning That is happening in the restaurant, beer, and hospitality industry right now in regards to the systemic industry sexism towards women. I'm going to direct you to the source, which is a series of Instagram stories on the at Rat Magnet account of Notch Brewing Brewer and Production Manager, Brienne Allen. She put out a call for sexist industry experiences after two interactions she experienced in her first days back to work on site in person after a year of staying home due to COVID-19 and the stories have not stopped flooding in. They range from offensive to criminal. And truthfully, after decades of working in or around hospitality, seeing all of these stories, all of these horrible experiences that someone has suffered all together, all at once, is still overwhelming. It's also disheartening and anger-inducing. But sadly, it's not terribly surprising. Some of the more extreme accounts were shocking at first, But as more and more and more of those stories rolled in, that shock was replaced by various mixtures of frustration and anger, and eventually contemplation. And then back to frustration and anger again. If you would like to read the stories for yourself, and I suggest that you do, check out at RatMagnet on Instagram, and I will also link to some good articles about the overarching story of sexism in the industry, including one by local San Diego beer writer Beth Demon on VinePair, and several on goodbeerhunting.com. Look for those in this show's notes and in the episode recap on roastwestcoast.com. That story isn't specifically about coffee, at least not yet. But hospitality workers across all sectors of the industry will likely see things that they can relate to. And if you've never worked in hospitality, it will be eye-opening to say the least. Not every hospitality story is a bad one, and clearly not everyone in hospitality is bad. But what the past week has spotlighted is that there are clearly deep-rooted problems in the culture that need to be rectified, and we can all do something to help. So take a moment to read through those stories, learn more about what's going on in the industry, and find a way that you can help draw awareness to it. Right now, I hope that your coffee mug is full, because we're going to get into the show. Let's see if Siri can help us get a little coffee smarter today. This is a blast. I'm having a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm glad. Well, I'm glad this is a blast, Siri. Uh, Welcome back to Coffee Smarter on the Roast West Coast podcast. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and have you on this show. Today, I have a question that actually came from one of our listeners. So a shout out to Jeff from Twitter. Jeff is one of like our 10 followers. And he wants to know what is trending kind of in the roasting community that may be getting to the public someday in the future. Uh, specifically, he asks, 
will there please be a mass exodus away from medium roasts back to dark roasts? Which I don't know if that is realistic or not. But I think the question is, is what is trending from the roasting side of things? And are there new roasting styles on the horizon? You know, what are you anticipating coming from the coffee industry as, as somebody who is uh, sourcing, you know, and you're, you're always thinking, I imagine, at least a little bit ahead of where the market is today? Yeah, so what a great question. Um, I would say over this last year, particularly for me, uh, I feel like I've unfortunately kind of been less engaged with let's what we would call like the roasting community. There's so many of us here in San Diego, and I feel there was more of a way for us to all connect before COVID just because it was easier to either meet up in a coffee shop or go say hi to each other while they're roasting, um, where that's just a little less realistic now. But um, that doesn't go to say like, I still have been talking to a lot of my roaster friends and we have some thoughts and ideas of, of about roasting and I'll, I'll share some of them now. But uh, I can talk mainly maybe about my thoughts on roasting and then talk about what I know some other people are thinking about. For a while there, when third wave coffee first kind of started to become popular, it was really popular to roast as light as possible. And the idea around that was that we're sourcing these really beautiful, nuanced, amazing coffees. And it would be a shame to over roast this or the idea is to just roast it enough to bring out that flavor without adding any what we would call roast defects or any specific roast roasty flavors um, and again just bring out the coffee flavor and that is definitely what you might hear like more of like the nordic style of roasting very high acidity very light and bright but i've noticed over the last 5 years or so definitely this pivot towards making more sweet more balanced coffees versus just these light and bright coffees. And actually our roasting philosophy at Lofty Coffee is roast to the sweet spot. And that's kind of this broad term, but you know, the way that I source coffee is I am looking for sweetness and clarity and unique textures as well as unique flavors. And each coffee, depending where it comes from, is going like what that sweet spot is is going to vary. For example, I have this uh, Colombian coffee right now that's very dense. Um, It has this like very nice acidity and like really bold, like cherry, dark chocolate, candied orange qualities. But due to its, its intensity or density, I find it requires a bit more development, a bit higher temperatures to really bring out those sweet flavors from it where if you do it a bit lighter, a bit lower temperature, you just get a lot of acidity and you don't really get these like developed sweeter flavors. And and like by also developing and taking it to a little bit of a further temperature, I'm getting a lot more body um, and texture from it as well. Where I, on the other hand, I actually, I have this coffee from Peru right now that the unique qualities of this coffee are its light body and its um, very like delicate floral peach flavors. Where in this coffee, if you take it too dark, 
or develop it too much, you start to lose that body that it has and you start to lose some of those nuanced flavors. So that's my approach to just in general, like in this example of these two coffees where one is going to be inherently a little lighter than the other. And I, I think that a lot of roasters these days are approaching coffees that way where really honing in on the quality of the coffee itself and how to go about roasting it to highlight those qualities. And as I mentioned before, I do find in this very like first on the market, third wave approach to really having acidic and bright coffees is shifting to have having more balanced and sweet coffees. Um, I was actually just talking with um, Tyler. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He is the owner and operator and roaster for Tired Eyes Coffee. Um, they are Tired Eyes and they're, they're located down here in downtown and he roasts at the coffee collective up in North County. He, he did this like Instagram live video of him roasting at the collective. And I was just throwing a bunch of questions up there. And that's something I learned that he's in that similar vein where kind of sidestepping and still staying true to like what specialty coffee about is about and that being the story of seed to cup and sourcing really great coffees and showing that coffee can be different than just dark and bold and dark and roasty and smoky, but actually showing that these coffees from these different origins have these different flavor profiles and doing that while still like, again, bringing out sweetness and balance. So I would say I see a lot more people talking about coffees in that way and maybe even trying to go step away from um, just coffee. We have to protect it and just barely roast it so we don't degrade it, but actually using the craft of roasting to not only highlight the coffee's flavor, but to then also like put your own personal preference or style into it. That's kind of some thoughts I'm having about that. Something that I've been learning more about this season of the show is just the different styles of physical roasting machines themselves. Mm -hmm. The fact that there are different styles wasn't something I necessarily knew a few months ago. So like a drum roaster versus an air roaster. Is there any sort of, do you, do you think there'll be any sort of changes in that trend or as more technology comes in? I talked to Chris O'Brien of Coffee Cycle a little bit about the technology of his new espresso machine with a computer in it versus the old, you know, pull lever machine that he had, a pressure machine he had before. Do, from a roasting side, do you, is there like new technology that you think is going to be kind of invading the space, whether it's just trendy or around for the long haul or, or might uh, change the process? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a lane of coffee roasters who are like traditional coffee drum roasters are the way. And actually... I I feel my coffee roasting experience is a little unique in the sense that I've actually I've used some like s drum sample roasters but I've never actually used a drum like a traditional drum roaster for production. So I might not be the best person to speak to that specific style or uh, machine just cuz I ha don't have a lot of experience with it. But for the last 5 years I've been roasting on the Loring um, smart roaster, which is like a fluid bed air roaster and using um, convection versus conduction. And uh, I find that 
I do see this type of this style of roaster becoming more popular with time just because it is more it's more um, efficient and in the in the sense that the energy that it uses and someone that you guys can all look up if you're curious I'll, I'll share what I know about them but there's um, a newer tech company called Bellwether that's developing and creating and putting out to market these they're like zero emission coffee roasters. And this style is going to be the like hot fluid bed air roasters. And so you definitely see with like technology, these, these types of roasters being created. And that's kind of where a lot of my experience with roasting lies. Uh, I find again, it just being very, a very efficient way to roast coffee versus having like these very large industrial drum roasters that need afterburners. And again, it's it's almost a little bit more user-friendly, especially for maybe people just getting into roasting. You know, there's the Aikawa, which is like a little, they have like a home roaster and a sample roaster, which is also a hot air roaster, Make, making it very easy where you use it from an app and it comes with roast profiles, but then you can also customize and create roast profiles. So I do see as we move forward and technology becomes more advanced, a, a pivot going more into these like uh, more of these hot air roaster styles. And that's not to say, you know, I'm sure there's going to be drum roasters around. And I think there is a certain love for the like, mechanical aspect of a drum roaster uh it being very hands-on and again I'm not speaking from experience but from from hearing from my my friends who roast on those type of drum um, drum roasters or just seeing people roasting it's very um it is this big awesome machine with fire and metal and it's, (laughs) it's pretty cool so I don't see that really going out of style but maybe again this pivot to to more efficiency um, and less energy being used in these type of machines. I know in a in a different episode. So if you're listening, I'll, I'll link to that episode. We t- I talked to a roast builder, a roast is a roaster builder, and we talked a little bit about like emissions in particular, and especially here in California where we are, the you know the rules are different than they are nationwide as far as what kind of emissions can be released which wasn't even something I had ever thought of as like a, a manufacturing process mm-hmm. of roasting. I mean, it makes sense logically. It's just not something you think of when you buy your cup of coffee. And so that, that trend towards efficiency sounds like it makes sense as the rest of the country and, and you know, adapts uh, totally. to some of the rules that may already be in place here, um, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. Siri, as always, very enlightening. I really appreciate you you being here and your time and knowledge and just sharing that with all of us. We've only got a few episodes left and I'm really excited to get to those uh, sometime soon. Thank you once again for being here today. Thank you for having me, Ryan. This is so fun. Welcome back to the Roast West Coast podcast and this episode of Coffee Smarter. That's actually a good question. Do you feel coffee smarter after these shows? I always do. And even when I ask about something that I kind of know something about, either Siri or Chris manages to enlighten me even further. 
If you listened to Siri talk about her theories on roasting and you thought, man, I should try some of that coffee she makes, you can head to LoftyCoffeeCo.com, that is LoftyCoffeeCo.com, to order some for delivery or pickup. Or just head to one of Lofty's six SoCal locations, including the brand new one in Carlsbad Village, which just opened last week. We only have a little bit more coffee education today. Earlier, Siri referenced Nordic roasting style, but we didn't get into the details. Nordic roasting style just refers to a very lightly roasted coffee bean. The beans are roasted until just after first crack and then often pulled out very quickly. Because of this, any defects in the coffee bean themselves will come out. So the style really depends on sourcing the best quality beans and then timing the roast perfectly. Nordic roasting style, done well, preserves the fruit and varietal characteristics and is often referred to as bright and acidic, in part because the roasty notes are never developed, so they don't overwhelm or mask the bean's natural flavors or compete with the fruitier flavor notes. I think that's enough learning for this week. I will be back next week with an interview with Kyle Rosa. He is the owner of Blue Tail Coffee Farm and Breakers Coffee and Wine in Del Mar, California, which will be opening in just a few weeks. Follow their Instagram at breakers underscore delmar for updates on opening day. And if you just realized you're low on coffee, and if you just realized you're low on coffee, pick up a bag or 25 from one of the roast industry partners, including Morea Coffee, Leap Coffee, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Steady State Roasting, Cafe La Terre, Coffee Cycle, or Moster Coffee. Also, a thank you to David and Ryan at First Light Whiskey and Joe over at Cape Horn Coffee Brokers for their continued support of the Roast West Coast podcast. You can find links to all of those great businesses and friends of this show right on the front of RoastWestCoast.com, along with the links I mentioned earlier. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, I'd appreciate it if you would tell a friend. That, and give it a share, a follow, or a shout on Instagram, at RoastWestCoast, and of course sign up for the newsletter on RoastWestCoast.com. Newsletters come out every Tuesday and Friday when these shows are released. This episode of the Roast West Coast podcast was written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. And if you go out into the world to pick up a coffee or a beer or a meal, be kind to your servers, baristas, bartenders, and... And you know what? Just be kind to everyone, generally, as often as you can. And of course, always be sure to drink good coffee. 